les yeux qui font baisser les miens Un rire qui se perd sur sa bouche Voilà le portrait sans retouche De l'homme auquel j'appartiens Quand il me prend dans ses bras Il me parle tout bas Je vois la vie en Quelque chose Il est entré dans mon cœur Une part de bonheur Dont je connais la cause C'est lui pour moi, moi pour lui dans la vie Il me l'a dit, l'a juré Amour à plus finir, un grand bonheur qui prend sa place, des ennuis, des chagrins s'effacent, heureux, heureux, en mourir. Quand il me prend dans ses bras, il me parle tout bas, je vois la vie en rose. Ça me fait quelque chose Il est entré dans mon cœur Une part de bonheur Dont je connais la cause C'est toi pour moi, moi pour toi dans la vie Tu me l'as dit
My name is Kevin Mercer, and my pronouns are he, his. I am a member of your Board of Trustees, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to worship at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia. As we begin, we honor the Piscataway people and their ancestors. It is upon their land that we reside. We are served by the Reverend Paige Giddy, as well as a talented and dedicated team of religious educators, musicians, and other professional staff. Much appreciation goes out to the many lay leaders and volunteers whose incredible efforts and dedication help keep us connected. Whomever you are, wherever you're from, whomever you love, and whatever your faith tradition, you are welcome here. We particularly welcome any guests joining worship this morning. We encourage you to fill out the visitor form in the lobby or online and connect with others in the virtual or in-person social hour after the service so that we may meet and welcome you. Finally, for all those attending worship in our sanctuary at the Owen Brown Interfaith Center this morning, please take a moment to silence your cell phones and other electronic devices. And when I said finally, it's not really finally. <laughs> As you have heard, UUCC is hosting a two-part virtual group relation workshop next weekend on Saturday from 9 to 1 and again on Sunday from 11.30 to 4.30. Everyone who is interested in how UUCC acts and moves forward together as a community of faith is invited and urged to attend. Please take this opportunity to join the UUCC community and our professional facilitators as we focus on actions aimed at building and strengthening relationships and trust within the congregation, exploring how we move forward together after two years of pandemic separation. Over 100 members and friends have registered to attend so far. Don't miss this chance to explore together how to shape our future. Register for the workshop today on the UUCC website. And now, a board minute from your board of trustees. We held, a meeting, we held our monthly meeting last Tuesday, and I have a few highlights to share. The board received a pledge update from Valerie Hsu and discussed the draft budget. The good news is that members and friends have pledged over $600,000 so far. Unfortunately, though this is not quite where we need to be, the draft budget that the board reviewed included four weeks of furlough for all staff. We do anticipate some additional pledges before the members vote on the budget at the annual meeting. The board agreed that any additional pledges or revenue should go towards salaries first in order to eliminate the possibility of furloughs. If you have not pledged yet, please consider doing so now. Your pledge is critical to creating an accurate budget. The board also discussed the ends and examined our own work as a board during the past year. As always, you'll find the details in our good governance blog post coming out in a few days. Speaking of the budget, join Executive Director Valerie Hsu and members of the Board of Trustees for two budget sessions, the first happening this Tuesday at 6 p.m. Learn how you use the operating budget work so that you can feel a deeper ownership of this community we call our spiritual home. These two budget sessions will cover different topics and you are invited to attend one or both of them. 
Learn more and RSVP to attend on the UUCC website. And now we'll hear from members Betsy Osterman and Margaret Hegman about the UUCC food insecurity efforts. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Margaret Hegman, and many of you know me as the representative for the UUCC Food Insecurity Program. This congregation has been valuable in continuing our success for the Little Free Pantry and the Produce Box. But the Little Free Pantry is not the only food insecurity program at UUCC. Before we go any further, I want to see a show of hands of people who go grocery shopping for their families. <laughs> any of you out there, even if you do it online, Great. How about you in Zoom land? I can't see you, but I want, to see sh I want to see hands. How many of you prepare meals for your family? If it's in the microwave, that counts. <laughs> How many of you bake cookies and pies and cakes and things like that? Oh, just a few of you, but that's okay. <laughs> Fabulous. I'm happy to see that we're all being well fed. Now you have another opportunity to volunteer and support food insecurity. I would like to introduce you to Betsy Osterman, who is also a volunteer for food insecurity, and she represents the Day Resource Center. She can tell you more about it and how you can help. Thank you very much for your support. Our neighbors appreciate it. Thank you, Margaret, and thank you also to the many volunteers who have helped UUCC's program at the Grassroots Day Center in Jessup over the years. The Day Center is a truly amazing place with a wonderful staff and dedicated volunteers. It's open just three days a week, but it offers a variety of services for people who are homeless, food insecure, and otherwise in need. We provide and serve a hot meal for about 50 people on the fourth Monday of each month. We're in need of volunteers. Please look for me after the service for more information or to join our group. Thanks so much.
Good morning, everyone. My name is Paige Getty. I use the pronouns she, her, and hers, and it is my great honor to serve as minister of this congregation and to join with all of you here this morning for our annual flower ceremony service. This will be a fully multi-generational service, so regardless of your age, we're hoping you'll stay here in the sanctuary with us for the whole service today, and you'll feel included in every part of it. A reminder that if you're here in the sanctuary and you need a hearing assistance device, those are available from the sound booth in the back, so please don't hesitate to ask for one. The, the order of service is available for you to view on your own mobile device or online electronically, so look at the URL that's in the Zoom chat or use the QR code that appears on the screen now to access the order of service on your own device. If you are a guest this morning, as Kevin has already invited you, please complete the visitor form either online or in the lobby so that we can stay in touch with you throughout the week. And closer to the end of the service today, we will honor personal joys and sorrows and have a time of reflection and prayer after hearing those. So if you have a personal joy or sorrow that you would like to have voiced this morning, please send it to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net or write it in the book that's at the back of the sanctuary. And remember that we always expect these services to be fully, and even when they're... I'm going to back up. They're fully multi-platform. So those of you who are at home, you are invited to participate even in this flower ceremony today. Get your flowers, get your chalice, your flame, your water bowl for our joys and sorrows ritual, and feel like you are also included in what we're doing here in the sanctuary today. Thank you to everyone who's contributing to this morning's service, especially to Robin and Kelly and Michael, who contributed to the planning of it, the hospitality te team upstairs and downstairs in the building, the tech team there in the back, and everyone. We can't do this without a whole team of people. Now, as we begin, will you take a deep breath? Welcome yourself into this space. We're together on a morning following a day when many among us gathered in cities from Baltimore to Washington, D.C. to San Diego, California, proclaiming a faithful witness for reproductive justice. We're here together following an evening when many in this community gathered to celebrate our public library system, which is such a gift. We're here on a day when some of us are eagerly anticipating the possibility of viewing a total lunar eclipse later tonight or begrudging the likelihood of cloud cover that will prevent us from seeing it. And we gather on a morning following a day when we heard of yet another horrific racist act of gun violence and terror in Buffalo, New York. As Reverend Julia Hamilton wrote last night, we hold in our hearts the lives lost, the injured, the grieving families, the shattered community, and we hold in our bellies the fire of conviction that pours forth from our prayers in pulpits across the nation, saying, no more, no more.
So we breathe together, and we hold this prayer, this lamentation, in our hearts and in our bodies. And today we celebrate. Today, in this space, we are celebrating a spring custom in so many Unitarian Universalist congregations, a custom in which we honor the beauty of our diversity with a flower ceremony. We bring flowers from our homes or our gardens or the grocery store. They represent the wild and varying beauty of nature and also the wild and varying beauty of our congregation. In the service, we'll place flowers in vases here on our altar table. And then later, each of us chooses one flower to take away, different than the one we brought in, to remind us of the ways in which we are all touched and shaped and enriched by our relationships here. Could I ask an usher to make sure the woman at the doors knows she's welcome to come in? <laughs> In our flower ceremony today, you are invited to think about the gifts you bring to UUCC, what you have to offer that is yours to give, and then we're going to invite you to consider what gifts you receive from this community, from others here. And now, I did not invite a chalice lighter this morning, but I wonder if all the kids, and by that I mean anybody who's 18 years old or younger, would you come up and stand with me while we light the flaming chalice this morning, rather than just one of you? Could we do all of us do this together? You're not obligated to come, but you're invited. Come on over on this side, too. We can be, be on both sides of the chalice. All right. Great. Come on up. All right, are you ready? You want to do that? Wait, wait, wait. Let's wait for Violet. Come on up. All right, go ahead, Helena. Very, all right, now everybody stay right where you are and listen to these words. These are the words of Thomas Rose. All of us are beautiful, and you are a demonstration of that. We come in a variety of colors, shapes, and sizes. Some of us grow in bunches. Some of us grow alone. Some of us are cupped inward and some of us spread ourselves out wide. Some of us are old and dried and tougher than we appear. Some of us are still in bud. Some of us grow low to the ground, and some of us stretch out toward the sun. Some of us feel like weeds sometimes. Some of us carry seeds sometimes. Some of us are prickly sometimes. Some of us smell 
and all of us are beautiful. What a bouquet of people we are. Will you turn around and look at that camera in the back and say hello to all the people on Zoom? You could even wave with me. All right, you may go to your seats now. Thank you. I'm now going to invite you to join your voices together, first in speaking, then in greeting, and then in song. So will you rise in body or in spirit? We will first speak the words of our congregational covenant. Strengthened by our common humanity and inspired by our seven principles, we promise to be a safe and welcoming community to nurture each other's hearts and spirits, to delight in the beauty of our diversity, to struggle together on our spiritual journeys, and to challenge each other to live our values. Thus, we pledge our time and vigor to the continuing celebration of spirit, of the world, and of humankind. And now I invite you to greet one another either on Zoom or here in the room with courtesy and kindness because not everybody wants to be touched or even talked to. But please say hello to one another. Good morning. Good morning, all the black squares with no faces. Annie. <laughs> Happy birthday, Annie. Hi. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I can get it better printed, but it'll just be $2. I'll pay for it. Um, He's gonna print it. My story is going to print it. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is good. Okay. Is this size for the month, we invite a member of the congregation to speak of why they invest generously in the work of this congregation, this community. And today we're going to hear from Aaron Cutts, who recorded this video for you a few days ago.
Good morning. Uh, my name is Erin Cutts, and thank you for the opportunity to speak with you this morning about why I give generously to the UCC. There are so many things that I could talk about, but I've decided to stick to the concrete events of just one morning, just one Sunday morning in April, to show what the UCC means to me. This was my first time back in person, uh, the first time bringing my four-year-old in more than two years, first time bringing my four-month-old ever, and the first time doing all of this solo. I arrived late, haggard, but was greeted by Valerie and a warm, smiling face. I am welcome and I belong here. Then by Kelly, who ensured my four-year-old that yes, he would be most welcome with his friends in our youth classes. Yes, I belong here. During the Time for All Ages, a friend sat next to my sleeping baby so that I could join my preschool at the front. Paige and the guest speakers challenged me to expand how I think about we and who belongs, who's welcome in my community. I'm growing here in the UCC. When my uh, preschooler felt nervous at uh, RE classes, his teacher found me in worship. And, I didn't, and when I didn't have enough room in my lap for both of the little ones, another friend invited my preschooler to join them. I am not alone here. After service, I stayed for a class to explore ways that I as a parent can support my kids in developing a healthy sexuality. So much love and support and community and growth all in one morning. This is why I give generously to UCC. Thank you, UCC. Thank you, Erin. And thank you all for your generosity as we contribute from our own gifts for the good of this community and the world in which we live. As Michael offers the gift of music, we invite you to share generously of your gifts, either electronically following the instructions on the screen or by placing cash or checks in the basket at the back of the sanctuary. Thank you. Thank you. 
Most of us have a story of something we were looking for when we first found our way into this religious community. We were looking for connections or inspiration or religious education for our children, a choir with which to sing, friends, religious guidance, like-hearted people. And many of us have other stories of how we learned here not only that we would receive some sort of spiritual nourishment here, but that this would be a community in which we would be invited to offer our gifts, our musical talent, our gardening skills, our caregiving instincts, our sense of humor, our experience of organizing, our cooking, as we heard earlier, our passion for justice, our tangible resources, our storytelling, our love for children. What gifts do you bring? What gifts are yours to offer here? Think about that for a moment. In a few minutes, Robin is going to tell the story of how the flower ceremony in our Unitarian Universalist congregations came to be. But we're going to start our ceremony before we hear that story. Up here at the front on this altar to your left, mine, and the choir's right, we have a bunch of mostly empty vases. And in a minute, I'm going to invite you to bring forward your flowers. Place them in these vases. Think about that gift that you have to bring. Your flowers represent those gifts, and we're going to watch this table grow more colorful, more brilliant, more varied as you add your gifts. Then we invite you to go over. You'll see there are some posters on the windows, and there are markers underneath them. On one of the petals of those posters, write a word or a short phrase representing the gift that you bring, that you offer to this community. And if you're joining us on Zoom, please show one another your flowers on the screen during this time. Write your gifts in the chat. Later, one of us will transfer your contributions from the chat to the posters, which we plan to save and display in the building for a while. Michael is going to again offer the gift of music, and you are invited without talking to come and bring your flowers to the table and write your gifts on the posters.
morning. I'm Robin Slaw. I'm your Director of Religious Education, and I use the pronoun she, her, and I'm so happy to be with you this morning. This Flower Communion is one of my favorite rituals that we do in all of Unitarian Universalism. So I am telling you the story about a man named Norbert Chopik, who is the one who developed this idea. It's a story about a brave man who had a unique idea about how to celebrate the beauty inside all of us and the beauty of the earth. In the Unitarian Universalist Church, we call this celebration Flower Communion. And if you don't know, communion means sharing. This celebration is about sharing and about differences. Differences in likes and dislikes, differences in giving and receiving, and the unique differences in all of us. <clears throat> Norbert Chopik was born in 1870 in the country of Czechoslovakia, which was part of the country of Austria at the time. And his family was too poor to send him to school, so they sent him to live with his uncle Victor in Vienna, Austria. And his uncle was a tailor who cut and sewed fine clothing, and Norbert worked as his assistant. And although Norbert was able to pay his way through university by working as a tailor, his family, his uncle's family, was Catholic. Norbert didn't agree with some of the teachings of the Catholic faith, and so he left their home and became a Baptist. The Baptist took him in, sent him to seminary to learn how to be a missionary, where he would travel around to other countries and teach the Bible. He also started his own magazine with articles about science and psychology, and he asked so many questions. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? But the Czech authorities did not trust the Baptists. They thought they asked too many questions. I can't even begin to imagine that. But they did, thought, thought he asked too many questions. And uh, the Czech police raided Chopik's home and office and took away his writings and his magazine. So Chopik decided to move to the United States to escape persecution. In the United States, he discovered the Unitarian faith which encouraged his asking of questions and his scientific spirit. He joined a Unitarian church in New Jersey and married an American woman who was Unitarian. And then Chopik was sent back by the American Unitarian Association to his home in Czechoslovakia to be a missionary there and help people recover from World War I. Norbert rented a concert hall in, uh, where they met, and people came from many religious backgrounds to this new church. Those people were discouraged with the teaching of their former religion and were seeking something new. That sounds familiar too, doesn't it? They didn't want any part of their old religion, so Chopik's new church was very different from the ones that they had known. Chopik did not wear a minister's robe. There was no singing of hymns, no prayers, no stained glass windows, no decorations of any kind in the church. But Chopik felt something was missing, 
something that might tie them all together despite their differences. And one day, on his way home from church, he came upon a brilliant flower by the side of the road, and then, suddenly, he got an idea that began our flower communion. The next Sunday, he asked each person to bring a different flower of any kind. Each flower is like you. Different shapes, different colors, different sizes, all unique and special. Just as it takes many flowers to make a bouquet, it takes many kinds of people to make a faith community. It takes all of us to make our congregation strong and special. Everyone in our congregation in Columbia needs a little something different from the church. Some people like to give. They serve on committees, or they bake brownies for the warm welcome shelter, or they take care of the building, or they sing in the choir. Other people need more care, and we take them dinners and light candles for them or drop stones in our joys and sorrows, and then the minister visits them in the hospital or nursing home. So in a few minutes in this service, we'll each take a different flower from the vase to celebrate our friends and our community. We receive so many gifts of love and friendship from our church family. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. So now, part two of our ceremony, thinking about this story, I invite you to think for a moment about all the gifts you receive from this UUCC community. Perhaps gifts different than what you expected to receive when you first came through the doors 50 years ago or 20 minutes ago. What gifts do you receive from this community? I'm going to invite you to move again or on Zoom to go to the chat again. Whether you brought a flower forward earlier or not, you're invited to come to the table and select a flower, one that's different than the one you brought, one that represents the gifts you receive from UUCC. Take it with you to remind you of those gifts and return to the windows as we grow our bouquet by writing the gifts we receive from the congregation. I invite you again to come forward quietly, reverently, with gentleness. Take your chosen flower and note its shape and its beauty, and remember to handle it carefully, just as we handle one another carefully. Thank you.
Good morning. 
In blessing for our flower communion this morning, we offer a poem by Claire Feingold Thorne entitled, A Bouquet of People. Let us give thanks for a bouquet of people. We give thanks for children. Like tulips and iris, they multiply around us, making the world ever more filled with color, beauty, and new life. May we bless them as they replant themselves even further from us, knowing that they need their own space to grow into. We give thanks for generous friends, as constant in bloom as echinacea, and whose gifts lift up our body and spirit. We give thanks for feisty friends, as indomitable as geraniums, and for continuous friends who, like bittersweet and ivory, hold on and never let go, and can never be gotten rid of. For crotchety friends, as prickly as rose bushes, their beauty a secret that is only discovered through careful gardening. For surprising friends, who at first glance seem dour and then blossom into joy as quickly as forsythia. For sunny friends, silly as snapdragons, and serious friends, complex as chrysanthemums. For comfortable friends, their gentle presence as soothing as the sweet smell of lilacs. For stormy weather friends, who stand by us in hard times like lily of the valley that cannot be deterred by shade or shadow. For old friends, nodding like sunflowers in the evening time and young friends coming on fast as flocks. For friends as unpretentious as dogwood, as persistent as pachysandra, as steadfast as azalea, and who, like snowdrops, can be counted on to see you through the winter, and remind you that spring always comes. For loving friends who wind around us like wisteria and embrace us, despite our blight, wilts, and witherings. And finally, for forget-me-not friends, gone but never forgotten, their beauty lives on in our memories and hearts. For this bouquet of people, who brighten our lives each in their own way, we give thanks. Amen. Thank you. 
Gorgeous. Thank you. Is there a young person in the room who'd like to come help with Joys and Sorrows at the table? I see you back there if nobody else volunteers. Maggie, will you help? Thank you. So what I need you to do is stand at the table. It's our custom in this congregation not only to give voice to personal joys and sorrows, but also to place a pebble in a communal bowl of water to represent each individual thing that's shared as we recognize that each of our lives ripples out and touches others. And I thank my two helpers up here for helping us do that here in person today. Kim, that's everything, right? Okay. And now we'll place one more in the water. And this is for all that that remains unspoken among us that you're holding in your hearts. Thank you. You may take your seats again. During the music meditation in a few moments, those of you who are in the sanctuary are invited to come forward in silence if you'd like to honor your own joys and sorrows by placing a pebble in the water. But let's first share just a few moments of reflection 
and stillness. Holy Spirit of life, of love, we welcome the presence of life and of love here. Here where we seek nourishment, courage, inspiration, and challenge. That we might be not only comforted, but that we might also be actors for justice, for peace, for hope in the world. We ask that those who need healing find healing. Those who need to be motivated find their way out of complacency. And that all here in this space and in our world know love. Amen. Blessed be. Will you please rise now in spirit or in body? And after these words of benediction, the choir is going to sing through our response one time, and then you'll be invited to join them in singing a second time. 
These are the words of Reverend Gary Kowalski. Take a moment to contemplate your flower. Notice it has a center, a focal point from which everything radiates. Ask yourself where your own center lies. Flowers stretch up toward the life-giving sun. Ask yourself, toward what lofty aim does your own soul aspire? Flowers have roots hugging the earth. Ask yourself, where do you draw your own strength and nourishment? As we go forth this day, may we grow in beauty, in light, in cheer and joy and share our gifts as freely as these pleasant flowers bloom. Amen.